0: Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA.
1: This is SofloRadio.com. And fifteen thousand And down. and twenty. And twenty pounds <laughs> Twenty thousand dollars down. it Twenty-five. And twenty-five. Five road to the bay. Twenty-five pounds And twenty-five thousand. And twenty-five thousand get five. thirty. You got twenty-five. Thirty. And twenty-five. Get that thirty. What do you got? And twenty-five. Get that thirty. on get out thirty pound dollar two five and twenty two twenty five 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 on over to get a twenty five to get down five to get down five seven and twenty five five get twenty two twenty five and twenty two to get down five 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 three four five and twenty five thousand dollar up and down and all around and twenty four to get down five to get down five to get down five on to get a twenty four to get a five five to get down five seven to get a seven 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 and twenty seven pound dollar don't have to get down to get a to get down to you wanna pay to get a seven 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 and twenty five twenty seven and twenty six and twenty seven twenty six and twenty seven dollar don't have to get to get it here get it get down seven to get a seven to get seven seven and twenty six 27, the else, so all through, all done. Last call 27 pound dollar. Hey, 20, out, out, 27 to get us, everybody to get us, everybody to get a 27 pound dollar that's only I hope so. 26,000 dollars.
2: Welcome to the Groove-A-Thon. I am Tony C, and as always, I'm joined live in the studio by the master of production and engineering who makes sure that our groove remains satiny smooth, and a man who continues defending the front line to ensure the groove will always have a homeland. El Henito, Olé, bo I take up my Spanish, right? Yeah.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much. We, we had a I, Spanish lesson this We song. did we We're I, before the show and I
2: failed miserably, apparently. Of course, every Groovaton is rooted in attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo. To everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world, y'all. Oh, how you doing, palo mine?
3: I'm doing great. I was Mucho Mahaloing uh, during sunrise yoga last week and every and all the people in the class said, What? <laughs> the teacher said the teacher said you know um, as we start the day with an attitude of gratitude and I said Mucho Mahalo! and I turned around and said <laughs> and I said "What?" There it is. Never there. mind. We, we Go have back to yoga. We're, yeah, I got your namaste right here, baby. Hey, it was uh, it would have fit right in. You would have grooved right in there. I'll tell you, I'm loving the new
2: the new studio location because this is that time of year when the snowbirds come in. No no problem parking.
3: No, no, not, not in your uh, private covered uh, park.
2: That's right, here. and the timing is perfect because right before we, you know, we we moved the studio over there on Hollywood on the Boulevard. Yes. Okay. Oh, they had Lord. instituted the uh, the the pay the, shit. The, the
3: pay shit, right? So, yeah. they, they, hey, they, happy. They, they priced us out,
2: man. They did. <laughs> I know. Five bucks, Fuck you. Hey, man, happy yeah. fifty-seven eighty. That's right, baby. Big aloha to Adonai. You know how it is. You know, in the background right now, this is Antebellus Afrobeat Orchestra. The song is called Who Is This America? And when I, you know, was was typing in the title, I was thinking about when you and I were, were talking about uh, Benny Hill. Oh, wait, what's yeah. this thing called love? No. What is this thing called love? <laughs> what's this thing called love? <laughs> hey, at the uh, top of my... Pleased to mention list for today's show. Okay, right off the top. I was uh, talking a couple of weeks ago uh, that my friend Ken Sanzel had finished shooting his new movie. He's the one that did, you know, a blunt force trauma. He mm-hmm. wrote uh, uh, The Replacement Killer and stuff. Well, that movie is in the can. As they, as they say yeah. in the biz. It is called Kill Chain. Uh, we just watched the
3: preview for it. It's, yeah, it's great.
2: I mean, it's, it's definitely... You know, it stars Nicolas Cage and this super hot chick, uh, Annabelle Acosta. And it premieres this Friday, October the 18th, on Amazon Prime. All right. So, uh, you know. I, oh, really? Oh, I have that. Yeah. Hey. There you go, baby. So you definitely want to be taken out. And here's the real bonus. Is it an Amazon original?
3: Because they? Yes. Been funding seems really an good. an Amazon film. original movie. They've been, you know, like Netflix. So yeah, these, these uh, absolute, channel funded programming is the shit. Yeah, this
2: is absolutely a hundred percent original, written and directed by Ken Sanzo. And here's the bonus package. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently, at some point during the production, okay, I managed to mention or suggest something to Ken that he thought might add. I don't know, whatever, to the finished product. So he decided to include me in the thank you section of the closing oh, credits. How
3: adorable. That's Congratulations. I'm so impressed. There it is. This this just the first small, one small step. I, I know. I know. So, uh, I was in the movie Rock of Ages. That's my claim. <laughs>
2: really? Yeah, for huh. a, sp-
3: a split second, you see the back of my head. I was a roller skating extra. So oh, far I, out. Yeah, I got to uh, I got to roller skate for a, money. I was <laughs> an extra once when I was a kid in one of those after school specials.
2: I was one of the kids at the uh, at oh. the counter eating a roast beef sandwich, which I had to eat I, basically. I, I've once seen you
3: once because <laughs> I watched
2: them all. religiously. Yeah, you know, it's like Scott Baio tries pot yeah. on Monday and is a heroin addict by Friday type lesson. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ken's, a, Ken's a friend of mine from way back, you know, from the neighborhood. Um, so, you know, he used to be a cop. He's worked on lots of things. He did all the uh, technical stuff. He was like a technical advisor for numbers. and He's written a lot of, of cool stuff. But This one looks really, really cool. And, you know, Amazon in their infinite wisdom, I guess, I'm not sure how they promote this. Um, but it's Let's let's just say, okay, it needs to be ba- – once it comes out, it's going to – the word will spread. So you, you definitely want to check this out. It's Kill Chain, premieres on Amazon Prime this Friday, October the 18th. So there you All go. Right. You know, uh, where's our uh, Bill Maher tab? Do we have our Bill Maher tab around here? Because we – Oh, yeah.
3: There's a, I had to start a new notebook. Yeah,
2: did you? Okay. Yeah. Okay, because on this past show, his uh, – Closing uh, new rule thing was called Scam America, and um, you know it's nice to know that he's a fan. He's still in the closet because almost exactly a year ago, I wrote this. I wrote a piece called "Just in Case," and in it, I said, "Nefarious intent has always found a way to carefully cultivate and exploit dependence, essentially turning America into a new Jack Nation." So you know, he he wants to use Scam America. That's that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm um. More concerned that the, the the attitude gets out there, as opposed to how large his tab is getting at this point. Right. Well, he
3: could give you like like your friend. He could name you in the credits in the acknowledgments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll be happening. Wait, not
2: so much. Needless to say, I mean, I don't know. Has anything of importance happened last two
3: weeks? We're just gonna have to talk about the weather again, which is brutal.
4: Yeah, but it's the,
3: you know, it's it's it, the, the edges off a little bit of the heat. Yeah, I... I it sounded like poured. 85 during the day. Instead. It was
2: pouring rain up sure. where I am. The streets were flooded. Perfect timing, though, because my uh, pool guy was like, hey, you know, you need to add some water to the pool, and then for the next three days it poured. So that worked mm-hmm. out well. Needless to say, we've got lots of stuff to get to today, including Melania sets the stage for endless sets of endless love at the White House. GE brings bad things to life for its pension holders. Why Betsy DeVos... May need an education in the art of shiv making. I channel Nostradamus and foretell an almost utopian era of whatabouts for all my enemies. Also, I was telling you, you're going to like this one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Shep decides to take a powder while the family company that profited from dosing the heartland tries to explain how asbestos got in theirs.
3: Very nice. Thank
2: you. Man. There you go. You know, it's, I put some effort into it. Plus, Henry Rollins scratches his festering scab of scratchers posing as artists. <laughs> and later mm-hmm. on, we'll delve into the GOP resorting to Khrushchev's UN foot fetish strategy as a template for their upcoming James Bond knockoff starring President Trump, currently titled Die Another Day Again Tomorrow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, all of that is going to be surrounded by the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. Yeah, just past two o'clock, and the only Hollywood that really matters anymore. Yeah,
4: Hollywood.
5: Florida,
2: that is. Okay, okay. of course, now that my name's going to be on the uh, the small screen. Uh, on screens, the credits of the... Uh, yeah, on the small screen's version of the big screen. That's right, bitches. Conquering one Hollywood ain't enough. Better make it two. Yeah, boy. I feel the groovathon bump coming on for guild chain. The groovathon hey. bump. That means it's just past 8 a.m. on the Big Island. Shout out to the Kao crew. Just past 7 at night. Dublin, Lythm, St. Anne, Lisbon, the rest of Western Europe. And it is just past 9 p.m. in Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, where Turkey. Turkey? Turkey? What? Yeah, man. Well, mm. That is where my gal RCG <laughs> continues to spread the groove in a part of the world that desperately needs it. And I mean, now more than ever. Yo, Gramps, we uh, locked and loaded? I'm ready to rock. Then cock the hammer and saddle up, y'all. It's the Groobathine on Mm SoFloRadio.com.
0: This is my world, deep in my spirit You get rock, kids, boom, you're all gone oh, I'm sick of it all, right away, right gone And it's stolen from, with the lights on Pop the shots, and then just the cats and the red beans Ready to walk out now, this is my time to shine, Time to get yours, this is my time to get mine Don't tell me, listen to what your dream is It's the worst, when you step in the country Yo, a man, Paul the they're gon' the top three Yo, we making this for flip it Wild for the night, wild for the night, wild for the night Wild for the night, wild for the night Wild for the night, wild for the night Wild for the night, Yo, we give y'all ten seconds To get in the middle of the Okay. Yo, we yo, had wild thing, loud again. The same with the rappers, the best sound I said. Battle's been pining this. Pat McGinn, Saturday night, bro. That's me, wild bitch. Uh. Uh. Metropolis, poppin' rich, fashion ice. Off the whiskey, ladies, you bitch. Blackpack, Cadillac, we on you know the train. Hard, but smart. Hook in New York, we made a mark uh. in the fucking uh. dark. Your thing, real good, that's on the list. Trucky, what's up, bro? You better learn how to swim. Uh. Copy, shoot, boy, you red-headed boo. Cool. Fuck a rock star. We rock, hard. ball. What for night, <laughs> night, what for night, night, what for
4: night, night, what for the night, what the night, night, what for night, night, what for the night, what the night, night, what for night, night, what for the night, what for the night, night,
0: Drop the can't rest. success. We get progress. it for free. That's how my idea to create. Hey, we We keep on moving. keep We make that like great Woman. We stay on. I do, be told, throw you can't the flow Keep this very low. Keep going like the real. Wow, wow, wow. Wow! 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 What? the night. Wow! Wow! For the night. Wow! What? what Wow! For the night. Wow! For the night. Wow! For the night. Wow! What? the night. Wow! For the night. Wow! For the night. Wow! Oh yeah, they don't know. Lost Yeah, nobody like I do.
6: I don't know which came first Shitty rave music or the drugs Okay <laughs> like, Did these guys make it, Come up, you know, get their Macintosh computers out And hire DJ Fuckhead <laughs> And get a drummer to come in and go doo, 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 doo. Okay, thank you, you can leave and they, they sampled it DJ, fuck, fuckhead. I have no talent. I have no talent. No talent. I play other people's records. Records. ( Ondan] My friends, there is nothing like going to a Euro music festival and hanging out with these like super self-important guys who carry suitcases of records. And (laughs) what are you? I'm a musician, man. I'm a DJ. You're a fucking thief of music. You're a record player player. Your DJ turntable. You can take a Sam Cooke record. You can take Sam Cooke's sweat and make it sound like something different because you go, you can kiss my fucking ass, okay? Fuck I guess I'm just an over the hill forty year old curmudgeon who's totally lost the plot, but I think that shit sucks. But anyway, so so you have that Oh wow, it's jungle trance hip hop fucking shit music. And so I wonder if it was just these these non music fuckheads who are, you know, sitting in their house one day and they dicked around on a Macintosh, they go, listen. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Get the drum sample Here put that on a white label 12 inch Send it to the clubs Wow man you're brilliant We'll put you on the cover of Enemy. You're a fucking genius man You're fucking genius Okay so I wonder what came first The shitty music or the drugs So you make music that shitty And everyone sits around and goes God this sucks No no take these drugs Play the, play the record again Fuck that's so good Fuck Were there just a bunch of people sitting in a warehouse with a bunch of ketamine and an ecstasy, and they took a bunch of it, and someone said, "Here, now, make some music." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, right. <laughs> do the do uh, the thing, yeah. Fuck, 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 Right. And so I have always wondered what came first—the the shitty music or the shitty drugs—but it's all come together in a really beautiful way. And so I would seek to basically censor some of these people so we could get back to some other shit and maybe get some real jazz and some real R&B and some real soul and some real rock and roll and all the other groovy stuff too but just less of the dairy freeze here's your CD here's your CD because if you listen to like modern rock radio you'll hear like six songs one after the other and they all sound like about the first half of a really boring mediocre CD When you find out it's six different bands... That's what's really bad. Because Pro Tools and vocal pitching has made all these bands sound the same. And they all seem to utilize the same singer. Who does that, yeah, 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 And you can never tell what they say in the verse. It's like, oh, my yeah yeah so messy. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Is that the Creed bitch or the Days of the New Guy? It's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And these guys step down on a power chord. It's like, pring what the fuck happened you guys where's the balls I mean are, th- are these people born without testosterone I mean I just remember when I was 18 I wanted to fuck on the floor and break shit when I was 25 I wanted to fuck on the floor and break shit when I was 35 I wanted to fuck on the floor and break shit now I'm 40 I want to fuck on the floor and break shit I mean what the fuck these rock bands so nice now aren't, aren't there people around you just like want to put on a record and like wreck everything in sight
7: fuck wait right. oh
4: no, no.
2: Hoppin' John, that is Melvin Van Peebles. That actually is, uh, that particular song was actually a mix. Um, it's from a collection called Black's Ploitation. It's all the uh, soundtrack stuff from all the uh, Black's exploitation movies, the 70s and stuff. So that part of the song is Melvin Van Peebles, and John, but it starts off with a band called Master Plan Inc. And uh, their song, Bright Lights, Big City, it's an instrumental remix. So they mix those two things together. And I just, I was like, you know what? They sound good together. It's two good things that sound good together. Excellent. So, you know, it was, it was the Reese's Pieces or whatever. For that, Can is the name of the band. The song is called Vitamin C. The album is called Isha Bamyasi uh, from 1972. These, these cats are from Turkey. And I was mm-hmm. telling you, I was like, I can't believe nobody has gotten around all these digging through the crates, guys. Yeah. Nobody's gotten around taking that and sampling and going, fika, fika,
3: fika. Any minute now.
2: Yeah, any minute now. That was, uh, you had heard of this. I, I hadn't, but that was uh, one of the uh, early examples of a uh, kraut rock, which, you know, I, I really didn't pay much attention to. Before that, talk about a song that has stood the test of time, Mystery Train, this is, I believe, the third different version I played. I played the Brian Setzer version. I played a version by uh, Vince Gill and Albert Lee. I, I don't that one's by UFO uh, from uh, No Place to Run. came out in 1980, uh, which is... Uh, and that's the album that they did right after Shanker. Michael Shanker left the band. Uh, who was the guitar player? There? Uh, Paul Chapman was the guitar. Produced by George Martin. Very beatlesque mm-hmm. right down. I I literally... Have no idea how many versions of Mystery Train that I've got. I've got the Junior Parker, which is the original one. Okay, I've got both Elvis versions, uh, Presley and Costello. Uh, obviously, the Vince Gill, Albert Lee, and James Burton uh, version—that's a live one. I got one by Chet Atkins and Stanley Jordan, which is not as good as I would have expected it to be. The killer version, Robert Gordon and Link Ray—I've mm-hmm. got that one. That is great. I've got an Almond Brothers version of it and i have got at last count five different brian setzer versions of it because he you know it's like the album version i've got that studio version from a canadian tv show that i played way back when which i think is brilliant and then he's got a series of live albums with the stray cats and other various bands and he does that song you know pretty much all the time for good reason because it stood the test of time baby before that Henry Rollins on rave and, and Mark, modern rock, modern rock music. Now, <laughs> the line in that obviously is you're nothing but a record player player. Yeah, but here's great. the thing, okay? When he said this, okay, I want you to tell me what popped right into your head. He said, you know, it was just a bunch of guys there, they're playing the music. He go, wow, this music sucks. Okay, now take this, take these drugs. Wow, this music is awesome. What's the first band you
3: thought of? I don't know, Crystal Method. No. Huh? No. The Grateful Dead. Oh, oh, of course, Go of course, on. it's so obvious. Yeah, oh, but you know what? No, no, here, no, no, you're done. Here's why I didn't think of that. Because I, I could never take enough drugs to like the Grateful Dead, <laughs> uh, and 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 I tried. <laughs> no, I, listen, as, if, as did we both. If 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 uh, if if big handfuls of acid doesn't make me like the Grateful Dead, that's, I'm pretty sure that it was designed for that. That's what I said to yeah, somebody. I was like, know. you
2: know what? I I remember seeing two different Grateful Dead shows. Okay on the same never-ending tour. They were in the same year, but entirely different sets. Mm-hmm. They did not play one song. I saw them at University of Vermont. And then, like, six, eight months later, I saw them up in Syracuse, mm-hmm. right? And so this is back in 82, 83, somewhere in there. And um, they didn't play a single song in Syracuse that they had played uh, in the field house at UVM when they played there, which is okay. where, where I was going to school. And I, I said... You know the thing is, is that I wouldn't have known that both shows felt and sounded exactly the same to me, much like Trump's rallies. Okay, and, mm. you know, there's there was no difference because I was on acid both times.
3: It's a difference, right? Know? There was no no difference. There, there but was 100. no. He he uh I was doing the 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 thing about that. you're the singers like that? Yeah uh, from day day one. Upon hearing Pearl Jam for the first time, I was running around going That's your
2: that's, that's
3: exactly what I thought. Yeah. That's exactly whose voice and, 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 and then thing, and these, I like and, and so many some, other clones. Like stop cloning that band. It's yeah. horrible. That's the thing. Pearl Jam kind of
2: got cloned. And they're right. they out. Said, oh, no, uh, right. they they pussied out because Pearl Jam hit that fucking power cord. They actually they, they kind of whipped out down the line like Aerosmith did, but originally they slammed the power cord. They didn't mm. go, bring. they went, you know? Yeah. I, I yeah. like that. I almost played it. I actually have uh, a Pearl Jam song uh, lined up.
3: I, I like Pearl Jam except for all their songs.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, man. Some of their stuff is... I, hey, I, look. If for no other reason, screw Ticketmaster.
7: Nope.
3: So, So, for for that... Do you know the Muppet character, the Swedish chef?
2: Yeah. 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 Pearl
3: (laughs) Pearl Jam. Right
2: there. (laughs) And
3: all the other clone bands that sound just like it. Although, with with due respect, in spite of that sound, (laughs) um, Alice in Chains... They got that going on a little bit, but I like Alice James. Chains.
7: Yeah,
3: sure. Okay, so. That's the nice thing about Jane's addiction. You're, he doesn't, doesn't sound like that. No, yeah, no, Perry, no, Perry, Perry, Perry Farrell does, does not sound, sound like, like that. Perry Farrell has is, 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 is got a crystal clear, uh, intelligible voice. What are you people, talking about?
2: People used to say, I look like him. I don't understand. That. Oh, don't, yes. Don't. Don't. Between him and Zap, I've heard it all. <laughs> no. before the Henry Rollins Lords of Brooklyn Wild for the Night featuring Rampage that was off Graffiti Rock came out in 2003 basically a bunch of guys from like South Brooklyn you know from uh, I don't know Bay Ridge and Bensonhurst these guys were into uh, graffiti they were into tagging and stuff they put you know it's like two different sets of brothers it's like a, a, a two brothers that were Italian two brothers that were Irish you know, that whole fucking South Brooklyn thing. And, you know, down by where the Varazano Narrows Bridge is. All the way at the end of the end line. He's a dated girl way down there, 93rd Avenue. Before that, Perk Badger. Do Your Stuff, 45, that he released. The date is unknown, okay, on the original release of the 45. His nickname was the uh, The Soul Percolator. And he's got one album called The Mighty Perk Badger. Okay, that song is not on it. And once again, I couldn't find the exact year of the uh, release for that. Uh, You know, it's it's like the the label got bought out and it was, you know, lost for a bazillion years. And then somebody dug it up again and re-released it. So the only dates I could find were like 2000 and something. Well, I know for a fact it didn't get really it was released in the 60s, you you know, because that's the original label. I've got, I've got a picture of the original label, but it doesn't have the date on it. But I know that that label's from the 60s. And kicking off the set, seriously. In, 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 this is, I, I described this song as my generation's version of Country Joe doing, you know, well, it's one, two, three, what do we fight for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fear. Let's have a war from Fear the Record. Yeah, leaving Durf Scratch. Split. Sticks. I, I, when that album came out, Fear, and then uh, Fear the Record, and then their next one was, uh, was it Fear More Beer? But I remember my uh, freshman year at college, after the, at the end of the first semester, right before exams, they would give you like a week off to study, and then the night before exams started, they used to do Primal Scream. You know, right. they they would call it the Oinkathon. Okay, and everybody like you know on the various campuses and you know. Would, would lean out their windows and just scream and play loud music. And so I, of course, played, what? Fear, I don't care about you. You know, fuck you. Yeah. So yeah. what caught my eye recently? Well, uh, first off, some quick hometown news. Um, Ted's Steaks uh, is closing. they their last place on the East Coast. This is a bummer for me. I used to go there every, that was a place to go. You get like the, the $5 steak. It was like a buffet. Mm. Ooh, yeah, it was, they were great. You can still get steak, potato, and a veggie uh, for like 10 bucks. I are closing at the end of this year. Tad they were all over New York. That was where we used to go before Ranger Games. It was one right on 8th Avenue, a couple blocks down from the Garden. Uh, or on se- No, it was on 7th Avenue, a couple blocks down from the Garden. Yeah, it was on the front side, Penn Station. Also, I just heard that uh, a place from where I grew up, Barney Greengrass which is known as the Sturgeon King. This place has been around for like 100 years, okay? Seriously, right. all right? They were um, closed for health violations. Apparently, there were mm. some mouse droppings. Mm. I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out there, all right? I'm not sure that that's, you know, it's one thing to put capers <laughs> <laughs> on, your, on your bagels and lox. But if you've got to worry about whether or not the capers are... Uh,
3: yeah, you a know, mouse droppings. Mouse
2: droppings. That's a problem. And for all you folks up there that are concerned, okay, and thinking, oh, now I'm going to have to go to Zabar's, no, you don't. Because the best smoked fish on the Upper West Side is still, to this day, Murray's Sturgeon Shop. Okay, that is on Broadway right around, I think, between 89th and 90th. Murray's Sturgeon Shop. That's the best smoked fish. Okay, fairways. Is pretty good. They've gone a little bit. My mother was disappointed because now they're trying to franchise. She said that that kind All of, right. you know. Also, the Jets won. J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. They won their first game of the year. And bonus package for me, it was against the Cowboys because my philosophy when it comes to football is A B C. Anybody but the Cowboys. As long as the Cowboys lose, as long as America's team gets a shit kicked out of them, I'm happy. I literally, you know, I almost don't care what else happens. I really don't. Meanwhile, at the exact same time right here, okay, the Redskins won their first game of the year by beating the uh, Dolphins, and uh, what that means is that the Jets are now in third place in the AFC East because they're 1-4. Why? Because the Dolphins are 0-5.
3: They were you know they they, they they show the games at the roller rink, and uh, you know and you I'm, I'm busy ignoring it and and roller skating, well, that's of the, thing, the dolphins but everybody else, all the other uh you know men folk that are there getting fatter uh, by watching their kids and me skate uh, oh, that's yeah, right. They're, oh right they're, 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 so they 're
2: watching oh okay,
3: yeah. Uh, you know, I could see, I could hear their groans over the loud, distorted roller rink music uh, <laughs> as they're watching.
0: What's <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. Uh, let me see what else in some, uh, also sort of sports related, uh, news. Melania Trump.
1: Uh, yeah. She
2: sent out a tweet. Uh, this is last Tuesday. I am pleased to announce the groundbreaking of a new tennis pavilion on the White House grounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this structure will be a testament to American craftsmanship and skill. I wrote down. <laughs> is that why it's there? Yeah, I said, yo, Flotus is this guy's, you know, he's got a pretty face, smoking hot bod, but not exactly yeah. what I would call Johnny Carson esque timing because this tweet was uh, either the day before or the day after Turkey began their offensive against the Kurds, which, their hu- which her husband had basically greenlit.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. We're not. Yeah. Um I wonder if she plays tennis or if Barron well, does. Well, you've
2: seen that picture of Trump with like his ass literally. Yeah. It, it it should have a sign on uh, it that says, you know, makes wide turns. Yes. Yeah. Something like, I mean, that so is. No, I know
3: he doesn't play tennis. He golfs. He's a golfer.
2: There's a picture of him playing oh. tennis.
3: Oh. Dude. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, it is. And it is. I swear to God, if you're looking for, you know, forget you know, about, he probably forget was, about Weight Watchers. This is in and of itself a visualized, mm-hmm. you know. Uh,
3: sure. Well, this it, will
2: get you it, tennis. Tennis is a rich
3: people game. He probably was uh, very good in his day.
2: Mm. More uh, just kind of tangentially from the world of sports. I don't know if you've been paying attention to this at all, but the uh, I guess the the um, the general manager for the Houston Rockets, mm. he put out a tweet that basically said, "Stand strong with Hong Kong." Problem is, right, is that he yeah. did this while his team was playing a preseason game mm-hmm. in China. Mm-hmm. And China is a massive, massive market for the NBA. It I, is I, I huge. So he he basically had to take it down. Now, the thing is, the NBA then came out and said, you know, we support his right to be able to do this. But, of course, the problem they had was that he did it while they were in China. And so I all and, and this was the perfect obsession for Fox News while everything else was going on. Yeah, Like, Tucker Carlson, this was, the, this was his opening thing for, like, you know, all of last week. You know, oh, the liberals, look at their hypocrisy. They're not standing up for yeah. America. And I'll, I'm going to tell you something.
3: It's against my religion to be trolled by them anymore.
2: Yeah, well, 60 Minutes did a thing in a protest last night. And um, one of the things they were saying was that uh, Apple had removed an app um that they had uh, that they had made and put on made available and they had to take it down because it was an app that made it easier for protesters to and i i this is what i said freely associate mm-hmm. free association right yeah and also google had to remove i guess a game that they had you know come up with that had something to do with the hong kong protest right but the line that struck me um most of all, was the, the closing line in this particular segment where this guy who's like one of these literally rags-to-riches bazillionaires, he was from China, he snuck into Hong Kong when he was a kid, and now he's got like this chain of stores, and he also publishes a newspaper that is, you know, he's in Hong Kong that is critical of mm-hmm. the, the Chinese. And he said, in the last 30 years, we haven't done anything, the older generation, to secure our freedoms, our way of life for our kids. And that's why now they have to stand up and fight for themselves. And what this reminded me of was that thing that I asked you to read that I had written, uh, Why We Can't Have Nice Things, because it reminded me of, of the Parkland kids, how they mm-hmm. felt after the whole shooting. And I, when I had written, let's hope that the Parkland generation commits itself to transforming their anguish into action long enough for them to get to a voting booth in the hope that they won't someday find themselves condemned to their forefathers' shame of having to rely on their children to accomplish what they themselves could have and should have accomplished a generation ago.
3: Yeah, good luck with that.
2: Hey, you know what? Well, because
3: I got I got my own thing going on with noblesse oblige, and and I understand that it's a, it's a, it's an ideal and possibly a losing battle. Nevertheless, my conscience compels me to uh, to raise a voice. Oh yeah, in, in the name of it, and and remind the um, the alphas because they're not noble. You see, that term is earned. Oh yeah, nobility. Nobility, right. It's not, it's not an right. honorific. It doesn't just mean the richest guy. Yes. All right. You're not a noble unless you act nobly. And yes. I want to remind people of noblesse oblige and what the Bible says uh, regarding that and everything. But it's, yeah, it's an ideal. So, mm-hmm. you know, good luck with the gun control and good luck with noblesse oblige, buddy.
2: Well, I'm, I'm actually going to, uh, you know, do a little recon on this mm. uh, Hong Kong situation. I'll tell you why. because Hong it,
3: Kong recon. Hong Kong
2: recon. Because I'll tell you, yeah. here's the thing. It occurs to me that next year China could put uh, President Trump, assuming he still holds the office, but they could, uh, I know.
3: Like, hey, I'm tell you bile that, came up yeah, in
2: America. But here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, China could literally put put him in a very awkward situation um, where he is forced um, to choose between standing up for American values regarding freedom and the rule of law and right of free association. Okay, you have to choose between that or kowtowing to the stock market. Right. If if I mean if I were President G, okay, you got you're 30 years removed from Tiananmen Square. You're currently the overlord of the world's manufacturing sector mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I'd be doing is checking my calendar to uh, see where the the Venn, the Venn diagram between the uh, soybean harvest in Brazil and the uh, political party conventions next summer overlap. Okay, be scoping out that perfect moment to clamp down hard in Hong Kong. Okay, and then threaten President Trump with curtailing all soybean purchases from America if he intervenes in any way.
3: But why are you giving him ideas, man? You know he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's just gonna run with this. He's, give it a give it a rest. It's getting he's already there.
2: He's got those fucking date yeah. circles. This seriously. And the thing about this Hong Kong thing, because I was wondering why China had kind of let it go on for as long as it has. And now – and it occurs to me that the timing of the election, Mm. putting Trump in that thing where he has to choose between what all of these people talk about as American ideals, okay, versus – okay, and, you know, versus screwing over the American farmer that he already screwed over before, you know – Giving them their their fucking uh, their well, their why, subsidies why or whatever. I don't know. In corporate news, Kroger's and Walgreens jumping on the bandwagon. They're uh, they're not going to sell e-cigarettes anymore. So you know they're there. You go. Yeah. Hey, hey you know, I'm I'm fine with you. That. Know what?
3: I bet you they still know where to get them. It's just <laughs> like when Walmart stopped selling ammo. Like oh, geez, I got to drive another mile. Yeah.
4: You know,
3: <clears throat> I I I know you. You know whatever. Hey, I think I think it's it's yeah is it i mean cuz here's a thing it's just like with with regular cigarettes and there is there is another avenue with regards to guns drugs abortion whatever it is that you don't like there's another avenue besides trying to legislate it and that is uh, compelling people to stop doing it yes. uh, themselves by by educating them by, by making it socially well, unacceptable. Well, smoking in New York,
2: they just taxed yeah. it out the yin it, yang.
3: Yeah, but also you can make it socially unacceptable, like uh, go somewhere else, to, uh, downwind of us, buddy. You smell. Uh, y- you know. Hey, look, I you know right.
2: obviously you know but same, the same thing with, with same the thing ammo with and all that right. other thing. Yeah, is it is it going to make a dent in anything? In Probably not. However, I think that that when these large, ubiquitous stores, and I'll tell you something, this is one of those things that Hannity talks about, you know, us smelly Walmart farmers who cling to our guns and our religion. You know, he's like, I like Walmart. You know, he keeps talking about that. Well, these are the places that are now starting to come around to public pressure on things that that they do, that they are a party to, that really society frowns upon. Okay? Mm -hmm. Killing people, whether it's with a bullet or a vape unit,
3: you know? Gonna, by the way, the response to uh, to Hannity saying that is, uh, yes, you are smelly, okay? <laughs> I don't care if you have guns, second yeah. of all. And and you don't have religion. You oh, have va- he's got religion. No, no, no. He just doesn't have... He know. doesn't have religion. He, doesn't he has, have he has genuine, a pretense. He has yeah, a pretense of religion. My religion, my religion prevents me from, from playing along with his charade, with his lie. He obviously doesn't believe what he says he believes, and it's obvious. It's very clear. Either that so or... So I'm not playing along. That I'm not gonna, s- I, I don't let them evangel. No, you're not. No, you're not. Chris, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're the opposite, and I'm not playing along anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to let you troll me by having to uh, point out the obvious. To, like, if you don't see the obvious, that you're the opposite of each other. These Republicans... And, uh, you know, this is all the obvious of each other. But I'll talk about the the sin of Sodom now or later. You go ahead. Hit me. Well, uh, go ahead and do your do your thing. Well, we've
2: got you know what? Joe, some more corporate news. Uh, I thought this was interesting. G.E. Freezes froze their pensions. Um, What they did is they froze the pensions of like, I guess, 30,000. I wrote down here 30,000 current employees uh, for 20,000 current employees. And they offered a buyout for 100,000. Of the retirees who are getting their uh, pensions. Now, what's interesting here is that um, when they did this, G was one hundred and five billion dollars in debt, Mm -hmm. in debt. Now, (laughs) I wrote down they bring good chapter eights to life. (laughs) Um, But the math on this was pretty interesting because after they they did all this, okay, they they froze 20,000 pension payments to current employees and offered buyouts and buyouts for 100,000 retirees. They're it lowered their pension liability by five billion, but only lowered their debt by four billion. So, well done. Now you're only one hundred and one billion dollars in debt, and you screwed over one hundred and twenty thousand of your employees and ex-employees. I I'd, I I'd just like to say, well done, General Electric. Well done. Way to bring way to bring good things to life. You know, not for those one hundred twenty thousand people, but well, we got a business to run here, Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Then of course there's my uh, favorite well-deserved whipping boy of late, <laughs> the uh, Johnson and Johnson. Uh, I, I am. I didn't realize how screwed these people are, and which is what I thought at first. And then I started looking at the numbers. Here's the thing, okay? You know, I was talking about basically. I started focusing on this because of the five hundred seventy-two million dollar mm-hmm. opioid judgment against them from Oklahoma. Now, Oki from Wisconsin, with a robe, you know, did it. But there was a uh, there's a show called The Weekly that the New York Times does on FX, and they had an episode, I guess, a week or two ago, about all of the Johnson and Johnson lawsuits that are coming up because of their talcum powder. Their talcum mm, powder. Mm-hmm. And I had I had heard winded this a little bit, but I hadn't really paid attention. So when I what I thought was interesting was when I Googled it, the first. Four entries on the page were all for law firms involved in class action suits against Johnson and Johnson.
3: I can sue for the talcum powder.
2: Yeah. Okay. There's fifteen thousand lawsuits against right. them right now.
3: Asbestos? Did we breathe a lot of asbestos?
2: That's ba- okay. And here's the thing. I was looking at the timeline. back. Oh, up, my God. July what, did I,
3: tw- what did I breathe? <laughs> my God. It's full of... T- it's, it's, my, that's it.
2: My God. It's, it's full of asbestos. Tal- it's full of asbestos. Not stars. This is from 2001, man. Come on. Don't use the talc. <laughs> it's got asbestos. <laughs> here's an idea. On July 12th of last year, 2018, Johnson & Johnson was told to pay, are you ready for this, $4.7 mm-hmm. billion dollars in a baby powder lawsuit. And their shares fell 1.4% the following day. And their spokesman said he called the verdict, quote, the product of a fundamentally unfair process and said that uh, the company remains confident that its products do not contain asbestos and do not cause ovarian cancer and that they uh, intend to pursue all available appellate remedies. And that indeed is what they have been doing. August the 2nd of this year, a jury ruled in favor of Johnson and Johnson, okay, and they ruled that the baby powder did not cause uh, mesothelioma, Miso hornythelioma, yeah.
3: <laughs> Miso soup thelioma. Yeah,
2: hornythelioma when the uh, when the act of joining a class action lawsuit causes you to want to prostitute yourself. Meso hornythelioma. Okay, cool. there you go. Uh, the company said after this particular ruling, "quote This is the sixth case it has won." In the past year on allegations that his baby powder caused mesothelioma. And all verdicts against Johnson & Johnson have been overturned on appeal. Uh, Shares rose about 1%. They're up about 1.6% this year. Now, then after that, we got the $572 million Okie from Muskogee judgment Mm -hmm. on the opioid thing. Okay. Just last week. This is just last week. On October the 8th, Johnson & Johnson was hit with a, are you ready for this shit? <laughs> You're going to love this. An $8 billion, $8 billion dollar verdict uh, in a suit for their drug. It's called Risperdal. Uh, Philadelphia jury found that a subsidiary downplayed the risks that the antipsychotic drug could lead to breast growth in boys. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently this kid, you know, it it's you. What it is? It's a it's an autism. It's a it's a treatment for autism. That's how it's okay. marketed anyway. Okay. Um, and apparently, this kid started using it. When he was nine, and now he's got a set of Hooters. He's nineteen. Mm. He's got a set of Hooters, and they awarded him eight billion dollars. I will say this: Bill Maher had the best line last night. He goes. I'll bet you, you know, when he, I'll bet you when when the, the guy that brought the lawsuit heard that, I'll bet you his nipples got hard.
3: Oh, now, come oh on! <laughs> I'm sure so glad I missed that show.
2: <laughs> the company said after this particular verdict, they said the jury did not hear evidence as to how the label for Risperdal clearly and appropriately outlined the risks associated with the medicine or the benefits Risperdal provides to patients with serious mental illness. So they they they. Uh, I didn't realize you, you print that kind of thing on your label, but moving on. Furthermore, the plaintiff's attorneys failed to present any evidence that the plaintiff was actually harmed by the alleged conduct. Like, there are, you know, alleged conduct, you know. Mm -hmm. Did he really take the medication? Right. Yeah. So that was on the 8th. So that's last Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Same date at Melania, you know. Lettuce let nice let in on the court. Uh, brand new you know, tennis the, facility. The, the Melania racket Trump club. The, yeah, it's yeah. the White House Racket Club. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two days later, uh, Johnson & Johnson the 10th, which was Thursday, Johnson and Johnson lost a $37.2 million verdict in a talcum powder case. Now, Johnson & Johnson brought in uh, approximately $82 billion in revenue for fiscal 2018, and it's for... Prescription drugs, medical devices, contact lenses, popular consumer brand, Tylenol, Motrin, Band-Aids. And I like this line. It says, it has cultivated an image as the trusted brand of doctors, nurses, and parents. Now, I was talking about this, about how this is what they do. They're cultivating their image. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you see these ads, you know, the Pharmaceutical Researchers Association, you know, they're not mm-hmm. selling anything. They're selling their image. Mm-hmm. We have an image. What'd you say? We sell cures. We sell
0: cures.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's Johnson and Johnson said. They're like, from the moment you're born, throughout your entire life, mm-hmm. Johnson and Johnson is there to take care of you. To the tune of billions <laughs> of dollars in lawsuits. Yeah,
3: well, we've used a lot of their products. Well,
2: here's the thing. I I, I, I still, decided to do a little homework because I do the homework, so you don't have mm-hmm. to. And I took a look at some of their uh, numbers. Um, their annual net income for 2018 was 15.29 billion. That was their income, which was a you're gonna love this a 1,076.69 percent increase from 2017, where their income was a measly 1.3 billion.
3: Okay, they deserve it. Those net- Q-tips, other people's Q-tips are all yeah, but little the, the
2: lawsuits have been going on for a while. And here's the other thing their year to year which is uh it's a statistic that is used by it, it doesn't matter but their the fiscal year for most companies ends June 30th mm-hmm. okay fiscal year goes July 1st to June 30th for Wall Street first mostly for for companies that are public companies that have common stock is the way it's worked out their year to year um from starting July 1st, 2018, through this past June 30th, $16.33 billion. In other words, okay, at, when the lawsuits first started coming out, the revenue went down. But since all of these verdicts, okay, their their income, net income has increased. And their stock price has actually gone up. I'm not sure what that says, okay, mm-hmm. about what people think about this, Uh, obviously people think that this is one of those things. It's, it's the classic they're using the, uh, the DuPont, uh, strategy for asbestos cases, basically drag it out in court long enough for the plaintiff to die. Mm -hmm. No, that's what, and, and one of the people in this story did die, but it's being carried on because what they did is they, they put it into a class action, which means it can continue, um, irrespective, Of one particular member of the class action passing away as a result. It's
3: got a life of its own. It does. It does, despite... The living lawsuit, the eternal lawsuit.
2: So I thought this was interesting.
3: Betsy DeVos... Mm, I hate her. She's a perfect example. Yeah. She's a sodomite. She is, well... No, No, that's according to the Bible.
2: I, I, you know what, I should have pocketed this up. uh, I can't remember where I put it. An unchristian.
3: She gets the Roy Moore trophy. Oh, God! He's the most ironic person that ever lived, so the the trophy is named after him, and she's (laughs) the recipient of the Roy Moore trophy of irony because she's evil, all right? She's really, really rich. Jesus said rich people don't go to heaven, and she's got a chapel in her mansion. That's the ironic thing. A chapel in your really? man- Yes, a chapel. You're shitting. I'm not here. shitting you. A chapel in your mansion is like uh I, I don't even that's that's irony. Roy Moore still still wins though with the uh with the 10 commandments. Yeah, you know, well, but geez, I'll I'll, a, I'll explain that.
2: Well, but, but. Um here's the uh story. It says um Education Secretary Betsy DeVos has been threatened. Mhm. Okay, with the possibility yeah, of jail she, after a judge deemed she was violating a court order that's right. for continuing to collect student debts on a now defunct school. The ruling was mm-hmm. handed down in June of 2018, was made by U.S. Magistrate Judge Sally Kim, and prevented DeVos and her Department of Education for going after former students at the bankrupt Corinthian Colleges, mm-hmm. Inc. Yeah. Here's a great line, though. However, Kim, the judge, said she was, quote, astounded. To discover that DeVos was violating the court order at a hearing in San Francisco on Monday after filing after a filing by the uh, education department earlier disclosed that more than 16,000 former students at Corinthian College were, quote, incorrectly informed at one time or another that they had payments due on their federal student loans. At least, uh, I guess. Oh, shut up. Uh, She said at best. It is gross negligence, and (laughs) at worst, it's an intentional flouting of my Of course it
3: is. She's pure evil.
2: Yeah. Okay. This uh, is a perfect example, okay, of the parasitic infestation um, in the current administration of President Mm -hmm. Trump's attitude, I'm me, so fuck you approach. That's it. Mm -hmm. Don't you know who I am? Fuck you. All right? And the thing is, because DeVos is actually rich, as you point out, she's uh, Amway. She's filthy rich, right? Yeah, she's the Amway, kid. and of course, her brother, Eric Prince of Darkness, oh, the, the, uh, right? Yeah, right. right. Dark from water, black, black water, right? Yeah, black water. Okay, but well, she's pretty much immune from any genuinely painful mm-hmm. consequences. Okay, and if you get caught smoking, I so the analogy was this. Tanya McDowell. Well, I wrote down: uh, If you get caught smoking a joint on the street corner of Flatbush, Brooklyn, okay, you—it's off to Rikers. You go right, mm-hmm. go to Rikers. Do not pass go. Do not collect. Jack, Jack, but if you rip off tens of thousands right. of Americans in direct violation of a court order, which is exactly what Donald Trump did in 1978 regarding the Department of Justice's uh, ruling on his housing infractions mm-hmm. from 1975. Okay, he basically just completely ignored it. Basically, you know, you can do this now if you're super rich and you can still make it to your reservation at Le Cirque the same night. Mm-hmm. doesn't even matter if you get caught. And I was looking at this and was comparing it because Felicity Hoffman, okay, quote, expressed genuine remorse and took responsibility for her actions. And so what she got was, you know, basically a fortnight protective custody.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, uh, what else? She got some community service and she also got a fine... That most people couldn't afford to pony up right off the bat, but that she no doubt paid like she like she was sting the bellboy in Mm Quadrafenia. You know, he just he's the only guy there. He just walks up, he goes, and writes a check Mm -hmm. for the fine. Everybody else, all all the other mods have to uh, mods and rockers don't have any money on him. He, of course, and that's and then of course you get spotted later as being the bellboy and. Our, our hero from Quadrophenia wrecks mm-hmm. his little scooter. Rex's scooter. So, you know, you, you've got that. Whereas Tanya McDowell lied about the school district that she lived in so that her six year old daughter could go to a better school, even though she was homeless. This is a homeless mm-hmm. chick trying to get her six year old into a better school. Okay, they they caught her lying, you know, about. Not living in the, the right school district, right? Five years in jail, yeah. Five years in jail, sure. Yeah, I'm just saying. The <laughs> evil, they're evil. As as Richard Pryor once said, "There's justice, and then when you go inside, there's just us." That's from uh, wasn't yeah. something I said. Great comedy album. Great comedy album. Well, I'll tell you, you um. On the subject, of, you know, tell me about this. I, I want to hear about this before we hit the next set. I want to hear about this.
3: Does it, well, what's the what? What were you going to use the uh, the main uh, body for? Was it impeachment? <laughs> well, it's it's it's
2: various Trump things, but I, the, you're, you know, we were.
3: Well, we're talking about Betsy DeVos and I, and, 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 and more and the, the and, uh, hypocrisy. Cause, cause what what what, your, your what, what bugged me is uh, two stories over the over the weekend or over the week, which was uh, Bill Barr. Both Bill Barr and Mike Pompeo, the, the two stories were them running around talking about their faith, talking about their Christianity. Bill Barr saying that the reason that we have so many social ills is because of a secular society. And really? Mike, Pompeo, I, I even heard Mike Pompeo, while all this is going on, Mike Pompeo is running around giving testimonials about how important his faith is in his life. And I just wanted to appeal myself. an incredible
2: disappointment. This is a West Point grad mm. He is a, was a respected general. He's
3: a Harvard disgusting, law grad, he's a disgusting what, what whore. He's a disgusting whore. And here are these people, and the reason that I'm bringing this up is because these people are proclaiming to have faith. All right? And I'm not going to let them get away with it. I'm, just I'm not going to let it slide. Myself, uh, I'm not going to let it slide. Don't you dare proclaim to have faith because I'm going to call you out, you assholes, you the because they read the Bible. Ostensibly, they read the Bible. Your faith is important to you. You both, both of them are faith. They're faith. That that they weren't around talking about their faith, so they read it. They're they're claiming to read it. I know these people. I used to hang out with (laughs) these right wing uh, Christians. They go to church and they listen to the preacher talk, so they know what the sin of Sodom is. A lot of people hear that the sin of Sodom and they immediately think buggery, right? But Ezekiel was the one that coined the phrase. This was the sin of Sodom. And it's in Ezekiel when he's lecturing Jerusalem as, because he got a prophecy from God and he's saying to Jerusalem, if you want context, right, because it's Ezekiel chapter 16. He's lecturing Jerusalem. He's saying, he's saying, God gave you all of this stuff. You were, you were, and you might have heard this, you know, at at, a temple or something. I, I, I cast, you know, you were cast out bloody upon the world, blah, blah and I clothed you in beaver fur, right, and, and uh, what is it, in badger fur, I you and I put life. a crown on you, and I fed you, and I dirt gold, and everything and this here. All right? And, he's, and, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up exactly because they love quoting. King James Version, y'all. <laughs> All right? And it's the first one here. It's Ezekiel who said, this was the sin of Sodom. Exactly. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. He's telling Jerusalem the people of Israel, not to be like their sister Sodom. All right? Yes. And he says, this was the sin of Sodom, the iniquity of thy sister Sodom, pride, fullness of bread, an abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me, and I took them away as I saw good. That's the sin of Sodom. If that doesn't describe these assholes right now, if that doesn't describe Trump, I don't know what does. And these fakers sit there in church and listen to the preacher man say that. Sin. And the irony is lost on them. Fuck you, Mike. Uh, well, him too, Mike Pence.
7: Fuck uh, all.
3: Mike Pompeo. And Bill Barr, you hypocrites! And Betsy DeVos, you hypocrites! You liars! You fakers! You sodomites! Those are the sodomites. They are emulating the people of Sodom. And the destruction of Sodom was not because of buggery. It might have been woven in there somewhere, but oh, because I'm
2: sorry, this is, uh, this is too but funny. because they I were fat.
3: They were fat. Well, that's a, and they, the, didn't, uh, they didn't. take care of the poor.
2: Who's the the guy? Uh, I can't uh, pity the fool. I, yeah. A um, pity, pity fool? No, no, no. Not not Mr. T. Uh, <laughs> pity, pity the nation. Excuse me. Oh, pity yes. the nation. Pity the nation that, you know, and he says, pity the nation that sleeps the sleep of the too well fed.
3: I don't know. I bet you it wasn't Winston Churchill. No. <laughs> Absolutely
2: <laughs> not. Hey, I'll tell you something, though. All of this uh, brings about, you know, I, I saw an interesting. It's like a shirt that said, uh, Apocalypse 2020, let's just get it over with
4: already or some shit
2: like that. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was pretty funny, but, you know, optimism. Every, every I, I saw uh, an interview with, you know, some ancient news guy who had been around during every impeachment ever, including Johnson's. I mean. I mean, that's how old this guy was. But he said, you know, I remain optimistic. He said, tomorrow, you know, the things... Our our essence is mm. greater than you know the, the scent wafting through it at the moment. You know something. I hope so. Yeah, and you know so he's like you know we you know there is a better tomorrow. And on that on that note, <laughs> do it a message right to message tomorrow from Spanky Wilson the Groovathon at SoFlowRadio.com. <laughs>
4: close the door yeah god forbid you have to hear a a, an adult conversation tony
1: okay you have two options
6: you either become a nicer person you put on a clean shirt you stop drinking you say please Uh, give me a fucking break please well clearly that's
8: not going to happen and how is it that i'm supposed to do that i'm a 51 year old woman who likes cats better than people
4: So. Exactly, yep.
2: Hunters straight from the gate, from the the same title, came out in 77. That one actually, um, the Headhunters are basically, they were uh, Herbie Hancock's band from um, one of my all-time favorite uh, live albums, uh, live VSOP. They were his backing band and stuff. And then they went out and did a series of albums uh, on their own. And this one actually does not have Herbie Hancock playing on it. He played on a bunch of their albums, but pretty cool stuff. Straight from the gate, before that, yeah, Shredder. I saw this guy back, uh, I think, in 78, 79 at uh, Giant Stadium. Frank Marino. uh, Frank Marino, Mahogany Rush. The song's called The Answer. The original version of that was from uh, Mahogany Rush 4. Came out in 76. This is a live version that is on. He's got like this multi-DVD thing that he put out of various shows. Throughout the course of his career, it came out uh, last year, and it's pretty fucking good. If you if you're into straight up rock guitar players, okay, Frank Marino is one of these guys. That I, I, I came running in here mm. just so I could hear that one riff. You know, from it's just awesome stuff. But I, I highly recommend that. Yeah, well, how can you rush the answer before that? A little clip. I got another one later on as well from the movie. Can you ever? Forgive me, um, which is a great movie about uh, this chick that that basically uh, she forges letters, um, you know, from various people, mm-hmm. and uh, and then sells them. And she ends up writing, okay, stuff that was never actually written by these famous people. And okay. there's a great line. She's like, "I was better at you know being her than she was, you know, because some of her stuff was great before that." Kicking off the set was a three-song, you know, three-song mm-hmm. block. Block. Thank you. That I am particularly proud of. The beginning of the set was Spanky Wilson uh, with the uh, Quantic Soul Orchestra. The guy gets around, huh? Um, that song is called Message to Tomorrow. It's from I'm Thankful. came out in 2006. This chick, uh, Spanky Wilson, she got her breakthrough back in the 60s with um, uh, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith Trio. I played a bunch of his stuff. I think last week I played uh, Jimmy Smith with uh, West Montgomery. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just really. But that's how she got her uh, her start. So it goes from that song "Message Tomorrow" into Leona Boyd, who uh, the song is called "Rumbo al Sur," which means heading south. Uh, it's from her album "Camino Latino." Came out in two thousand two. She is a uh, guitar player. You know, a classical. Acoustic uh, guitar player from Canada. She's got at least a dozen albums out. That particular song is a duet with Steve Morse. Okay. My, uh, you know, my favorite. She also, uh, there's another track on that same uh, same release, Camino Latino. She does a duet with uh, Altimiola. All right. So when you got those two people, and those are the only two, I I looked through the credits of that particular uh, slab, Mm -hmm. and those are the only two um, guests that she has on his duets. Now, if those are the only two people, okay, Mm -hmm. they're willing to do that, okay? It's not one of these, you know, tribute albums where, you know, the the rotating crop of Frank Gambali's and Paul Gilberts and and whatnot, you know, they all show up, Robin Ford. Everybody shows up, Steve Lukather. they, They all play on all these, but just these two are on that. That's telling you something right there, okay? Because those are two of the best all-around guitar players probably on the planet right now and have been for like the last 40, 50 years. 40 years anyway, I'd say. Yeah, about 40 years. I mean, Al Meola got his start with Return Forever. <laughs> the story goes he was, I think he was like 18 or something. He was in Boston. And when Chick called and asked him if he wanted to be in the band, mm-hmm. he hung up the phone and had his bags packed in a half hour and was out the door. He's right, like, gone, yeah. goodbye. So, I, you know, Leona Boyd was that. And so we go from Spanky Wilson into Leona Boyd. And then a mix. This has got to be one of the ten mixes that I am the most proud of, of doing. And in this particular case, I mean, normally you're the man who puts it all together. Uh-huh. But in this one rare instance, I actually added... Point oh three <laughs> seconds, so that I could get it exactly on B, because it on on B, because it goes right into Fugazi, the song "Furniture," which uh, is from their. They have a three song EP. Uh, that came out uh, two thousand two, like in the early two thousands. But that song "Furniture" was like really one of the first songs that Fugazi ever mm-hmm. really did. They played it. I brought. They played it live in eighty seven. All right, that song. So that was really kind of you know one of their first. You know, Are right, you ready? I'm ready. And I had originally labeled this as distract the palooza, mm-hmm. You know because I've been talking. You know I've said it numerous times that the uh, the strategy is is a series of Matryoshka dolls. You said I'm giving him too much credit.
7: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah.
2: But but yeah. you know everything has to be a bigger distraction. I was talking about the Iran tanker distraction. So here's a recap. Okay of last week's tumultuous timeline. And you've got to keep in mind, okay, that all all of this is basically, you know, he's got the impending impeachment, uh, impeachment renting a sizable amount of real estate in his head while this is going Mm. on. So you've got Sunday, October the 6th. Okay. This is when uh, the headline said Trump throws Middle East policy into turmoil over Syria.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Mexican, the hat. Oh, yeah. the, okay. no, the Mexican hat dance, yeah. right. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring that up in a sec. Nah, I, I wondered if you were drawing that thing to remind yourself. That's good.
3: No, no, I totally forgot about the Mexican hat dance. Well, I was rem- drawing right a church it, logo.
2: <laughs> so um, So that's on the 6th. So basically, he gets on the phone with Erdogan. I guess it was Erdogan's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday yeah. to you. Feel free to go with This advanced. was his present. Yeah. So and, and the thing was is that the timing of this, for me... Made me, made me a tad curious because the following day, Monday, October the 7th, okay, the president was ordered to turn over his uh, eight years of tax returns by the uh, Manhattan DA, who was uh, Cy Vance Jr. Now, of course, mm-hmm. Trump immediately appealed this to the district court where it was upheld. So then, Trump appealed it to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, on Tuesday, October the 8th, okay, which of course is the day that we broke ground on the uh, the tennis pavilion you know, mm, at, yeah. the, at the White House. The White House counsel, a guy named Pat Cipollone, sent an eight-page letter um, to uh, Pelosi and Congress, basically in support of, uh, I wrote down, of, uh, President Trump's ubiquitous defense these days, which is, I'm me, so fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's the I'm me, so fuck you. I, I basically yeah. said that the White House is not going to cooperate with um, the term everybody was throwing around that day, uh, kangaroo court. Have you heard about yeah. how the repo, how the GOP but, has like, by mistake, they keep sending their talking points yeah. to the wrong people and everybody gets it? Yeah, yeah. Kangaroo court was yeah, like was really, the ubiquitous right. statement.
3: I I I saw a news report where there there were the the news report. This is how bad the news is getting. The news report about was about how kangaroo court doesn't come from Captain Kangaroo, and I'm like, yeah, who's I know, I know. that was a guy said he that was said a news Cap- report. It doesn't come from Captain Kangaroo. Who who? And I it was a,
2: one of these yeah, fucking Trump. But eyes. wait,
3: but wait, but then the news lady goes, no one knows the origins of the term. I'm like, what are you talking about, stupid? <laughs> I thought everybody I mean, knows they, the origins of the court. It's, 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 it's Australian, but it's a it's, during it's when in, they was a prison camp. In right? their in their Wild West, they couldn't have a judge in every town. It was similar to what we did. We even used the term. The judge had to travel from town to town, right. and the trials were done very hastily because the judge had to be to the next town to do a whole bunch of trials. I actually had so to... the trials the, so the so the trials themselves were were very sloppy, shall we say. <laughs> um you know, everybody. You, you know, the, the the jury had to, to decide things quickly. You know, witnesses didn't have time to be properly vetted and everything, and a lot. You know, so, and, yeah. but it was called a kangaroo court because the, the, because the, they were hopping the court, around. The court bounced from town to town, hopped ah. from town to town, and I'd like. Wait, the dumbing down of America has reached the highest levels. We're just, look, Google it on your phone, stupid. You know, on,
2: God, you bring up the dumbing down of America. I'm going to, I mark this off. God. Um, Isaac Asimov, whom I used yeah. to know, he lived in the same building that I did when I was in high school. And uh, he was in one of the penthouses. Yeah,
3: I used to pretend to read his books.
2: Hey, let me tell you something in the prolific writer department. No,
3: what I what I actually did read of his was his his real uh, science articles and books. Oh you yeah, know? he's right. Because he said it, yeah.
2: this, he said, he said there is a cult of the ignorance in the United States, and there 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 has always been. The strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life, nurtured. By the false notion that democracy means my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge.
3: Right. Well, that that is why the need of the Church of the Obvious is because I don't know if someone is stupid or pretending to be stupid or trolling me when they deny the sun rises in the east. The sun rises in the east. That's just an example. That's going to be the symbol. Yeah for the church because it's it's like that if it's glaringly no, obvious you do have a picture of right, the top I, of the I'm, a, I'm acknowledging that but I'm not required to acknowledge the thing that you say exists and I'm not required to acknowledge your denial of the thing that obviously does I'm not I'm not required to humor you I'm not required to give you any any ground and I'm not required Staying to with and civility, and not, not debate right and I'm not required to talk to you because you're a troll yes. all right there, there is no reasoning with you you deny the obvious there is no reasoning with you. Right. Get, get away! I'm exercising my right of association,
2: uh, to or not, lack thereof,
3: <laughs> to not associate with you. Well, that's what it means. I don't have to hang out with anybody that I don't yeah. want to.
2: Well, in so. any event, this letter that uh, Cipollone sent, yeah, okay. that
3: supposedly Trump composed.
2: Okay. Well, here there were there were various reactions. Okay, mm-hmm. ranging from laughter Rudy, from Rudy Giuliani, who said, from a lawyer's point of view, the letter is close to brilliant. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's on one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum was uh, George Conway, yeah, who I is a constitutional it. legal yeah. expert. It's okay, also happens to be the husband of uh, Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, and I he tweeted, say. "I cannot fathom how any self-respecting member of the bar could affix his name to this letter. It's pure hackery, and it disgraces the profession."
3: Mm-hmm. He right. called it garbage and there was a like he was on a radio or podcast interview. You got to hear hear him talking. Oh yeah, and, man. Yeah, and he just, just called where, it garbage. Oh yeah, yeah, that was
2: with um with yes. Yes. Pre yeah, Yes. That was it. Yes. Yeah, I heard bits and pieces of that. Garbage. So actually and what you know, needless to say once that happened, okay, once this letter came out and various people Decided to support it. Hannity has been on this kick. Mm. Just don't show up. Uh, Don't give them the. Don't do this. Okay, but then of course, what everybody does is they go back. This is one of those things. What's remarkable is the rotating crop of congressmen who are willingly allowing themselves to have their hypocrisy memorialized for time. You know, for the future, because all this stuff's going to come back to bite them. Such as when everybody when. When people supported, the, the GOP supported this particular mm-hmm. approach, uh, they, they dredged up, uh, you know, in this case, thank God for C-SPAN, Senator Graham's speech from December the 18th, 1998, mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, talking about not complying with con- congressional subpoenas is wrong and you have to do this. Now they're saying, oh, it's, it should be more open. What do you mean it should be more open? That's what committees are for. Right. Committees. Unbelievable. And I said, uh, here's the thing. I said, if I were Republican under the age of 50, I'd be very hesitant to support the administration's go fuck yourself policy regarding cooperating with the uh, House of Reps impeachment subpoenas because it sets the stage for a Democrat in the future to legitimately be able to use the what about defense? What abouts mm-hmm. for all my enemies that, mm-hmm. you know, Trump supporters are so fond of misusing these days now? While well, all of this shit storm is going on, okay? This is all developing, okay, in real time. The shitstorm that Trump created on the other side of the world, okay, in the mm-hmm. Middle East, prompts him to tweet on this is on Tuesday morning at eight thirty four. Quote As I have stated strongly before, and just to reiterate, if Turkey does anything that I, in my great and unmatched wisdom.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, consider right. to be off limits. I will totally destroy and obliterate the economy of Turkey. I've done, done before. it before. Okay. That is...
3: I love all the tweet responses. I'm not going to get tired of this. Just You could just eternally oh, I know. read I, the responses to that.
2: Well, two days before that tweet, okay, which was uh, October the 8th, I wrote and posted a piece online called New York City is the Fanciest Rule. And in it I said... I mean, does the administration, does everyone in the administration honestly think Rudy's the best face to put on the situation? I mean, there's Kool-Aid and then there's Kool-Aid, the latter of which has an aftertaste of a tweet storm that premieres your new nickname. The president uses Twitter sort of like Truman initially used nukes. First is proof of the ability to instantly cause mass destruction in a way nobody else could, and then is deterrent once everybody saw that he was willing to use it. You think we blew up the Marshall Islands in pursuit of knowledge? All we learned is that testing nukes to prove that we could struck just enough fear in parts of the world for them to look the other way regarding our nation's foreign policy on the subject of fear. Great so Foreign policy. I played that before. Okay. And that was, you know, but that was right up until they built their own bomb. And I truly perish the prospect where the battle of Twitter may prove to be a pivotal one foot over and over. And then, of course lest we forget that uh, once the commies did figure out how to build their own bomb, the deterrent became known as what? Mad Mm -hmm.
7: mutual Mutual destruction. destruction, I said,
2: I wonder what president Trump would become if he couldn't tweet anymore. Worse than that. I wonder how he'll react when someone presents a genuine challenge to his Twitter dominance and does so without kid gloves. And then I, and then I went on to say this, I said, and, and the, then there's the incessant rotation of congressmen eagerly consenting to have their hypocrisy, captured for posterity. It's the Nunes's and McCarthy's and other safe district Republicans that may wind up paying the heaviest toll down the line for their defense of a president whose assertions are akin to insisting the sun doesn't rise in the East and the sky isn't blue. On the other hand, maybe they envision themselves as one day becoming Trump's Roy Cohn du jour. My only advice for their ilk is think of your family and consider whether or not this guy's worth worth staining your family's name for generations, once every American history book includes a detailed analysis of your choosing short-term politics over long-term patriotism. Okay, on Wednesday, uh, ex Congressman Trey Gowdy, who was I'm not was he the sweatiest motherfucker in Congress in House He House? has a draw. Okay. He offered to basically, ostensibly replace Rudy, who, right? But as, then he
3: forgot that he can't.
2: Yeah, as his wife going to draw. But he said he he couldn't until January because of laws against ex mm-hmm. congressmen lobbying the current congressman for. Okay, now he's saying that he won't do it at all. I just heard that right. this morning.
3: This you know? listen, finding somebody to defend Trump right now is going to be like some uh, like like trying to find performers for his inauguration.
2: You know what? No, Maybe it's it gonna, won't.
3: It's going to be like Kid Rock's going to defend anybody. Him. Let me tell you something. There are.
2: People out there who have figured out the odds for telling the president of his odds and then counseling him uh, related to that, because Spotlight mm. doesn't matter right now. Because in a couple of years, you're going to be able to put that on your resume: counsel to the president. Doesn't matter All which right. president. Counsel. Him. All right. Well, okay. now. Keep in mind.
3: Yeah, but your client's going to be in jail, so that'll be on the resume. Yeah,
2: that's actually a good point. That could be a problem. You know what? Maybe <laughs> I. You know, look. That's that was. Hey,
3: among the bigots, that will still be a plus. No, that you, <laughs> that you went down. Right. Yeah. He, on Trump, rat, I mean, man. With, yeah, he didn't rat, Yeah, he didn't rat.
2: You know, snitches get stitches, yeah.
3: bitch. And that's the that's the Mexican hat dance thing <laughs> that nobody's talking about. They talk on these shows. How do these people still support him? And I know I'm getting ahead of you. No, go ahead, go ahead, do it. When you start talking about the the withdrawal and and all these Republicans, now they're saying some things. Now they are. You know, but people, the news pundits are still going on and on about. Oh, he still enjoys a lot of support, and we don't know why he still enjoys a lot of support, and we don't know why. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Stop lying. Yes, you do. Because they're bigots. Because he's a bigot. They're bigots. And that's all it takes. And if you think that this is some weird sci-fi notion, what the hell happened during the American Civil War? What the hell happened in Nazi Germany? If those two wars weren't driven by bigotry, and if you don't think that the American Civil War was, read the Articles of Confederation that the southern states wrote, especially the one about Mississippi, where they say quite clearly, this is about maintaining our ability ability. to use the N-word. This is about maintaining our ability to look down on another race of people. to subjugate those that are – Yeah, yes, up, we want a government. We want to be part of a government that allows that continue, us to yeah, shit the, on a class of people.
7: Right. A right? Continuation, and, and
3: that's how Hitler won. And and this is how this guy won the election. Because when you stand up and you campaign on bigotry and yes, Hitler did, it's, it's it's a bigoted Hitler nationalism. did and you vote. And then afterwards, all those Germans. Oh, geez. We had no idea. Yes, you did. Right. I was just following yes, you orders, did. Yeah. No, no, no. The people that was, voted him in because oh, Hitler yes. won in free elections oh, and funny. you assholes voted him in. And he campaigned on bigotry. So don't sit there and go, Oh, we had no idea. The man's a birther. He was running around. So Baba was born in Kenya and you voted for him anyway, because you're a smelly bigot. All right? Yep. And this is you're you're reaping what you have sown. And all right. Now, everyone who voted done. for him, everyone who voted for him, this blood, this Kurdish blood is on your hands. Don't say you didn't know. If somebody's a birther... Hey, you remember when we did bomb Syria? They're a wackadoo. If are bomb Syria just birthers up something else. Birthers are wackadoos. Yeah. And somebody gets on TV and publicly says, Crazy shit, that's a crazy motherfucker, and you voted for him anyway because it was bigotry. Because he was spouting crazy bigotry. You know that? Like crazy bigotry, like saying Jews have horns. And it's crazy because all you got to do is look over.
6: Uh,
3: oh, uh, they don't. Yeah. You know, it's that's kind of crazy bigotry. But, that, yeah, oh, I don't know. You got that hair. They might, <laughs> don't they inflate or something like that? Hitler showed those movies likening the Jews to the rats and those assholes voted for him anyway. Yeah. Right. So fuck all oh, your bigots. Yeah. Well, that's fuck all uh, your
2: bigots. So well, keep in mind that all yeah. this shit that, that I just talked about. OK, this is mm. only through last Wednesday. This is only through Wednesday. So mm. on Thursday. Right before the first night of uh, back to back praise a thons for Trump, okay, in Minnesota and then in Louisiana, two guys that Giuliani had lunch with just the day before that at Trump International Hotel in D.C.
3: <laughs> I love that. I know. I, mean, I love the slide shows. Tra-
2: Yeah, they were arrested trying to hightail it to Switzerland. This is after both have been subpoenaed to testify before Congress. I My my first thing was, you know, all the jokes about these guys. You see those two pictures. Mm-hmm. I was like, would you, oh, buy- every- would, would you buy an SNL. election from these SNL. guys? Would you buy an election from this guy? Did you guy? see the,
3: the news, the uh, Saturday Night Live? with the uh, I haven't watched uh, it on yet, the no. uh, Watch the, the, uh, the news, whatever they call it. The yeah. news. Weekend weekend, weekend. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. They just went back and forth. Yeah. And, the, of course,
2: <laughs> the irony grande here is that the arrest warrants were issued uh, for these guys, uh, Lev and Igor, by the DA for the Southern District of New York, which is Rudy's R- old job. Rudy's old job, okay? right. And the guy who holds it now happens to be a what? Trump appointee. Right. But. No. Yeah, because it was Preparah's old job. Right. He got rid of him. So basically, Rudy had lunch with Levin and Igor at a Trump hotel Wednesday afternoon, then went on Hannity Wednesday night, and then on Thursday he needed to hire his own lawyer because his loan client wouldn't confirm if he was employed anymore. And the cherry on top was the announcement Thursday afternoon that the Second Circuit Court of Appeals in D.C. had fast-tracked Cy Vance's case for demanding the eight years of Trump's tax returns. And they're set to hear oral arguments, you ready, a week from uh, Wednesday. It's uh, October the 23rd. Nah. Why can't so that it is be a week today? from Wednesday. Why can't it be today? Now, if this thing stays on the fast track, because the next, next stop, mm-hmm. Supreme Court, right? okay? And, uh, I, you know, in in the uh, piece that I wrote, uh, New York has fancy rule, I, I, I actually did, uh, I, I said that Rudy's on his... I am sycophant, self-immolation mm. toward 2019 self-immolation, yeah, your yeah. your description. Several months before Mueller testified, uh, I wrote that, uh, you know, you should release his report concluding, as it most certainly will, that if Donald Trump wasn't president, he'd be under indictment. That way the Democrats can clamor for the right to bring charges against the president so they know there's no way two-thirds of the Senate would vote to impeach him. I got that thing wrong. I mean, they're mm. going to – they can Im- impeach him. They he just can't be convicted. Right. So they they got that. And I said, uh, this will prompt the White House counsel to go to court and challenge House Democrats attempt to indict a sitting president. Eventually, SCOTUS will have to sort it out as America contemplates the reality that two of the five almost certain to be dissenting justices Mm -hmm. were recently appointed by the same man. They just let off the hook. But as soon as President Trump turns around one last time and waves before his final ride on Marine One, it's fish on. (laughs) I said that Trump, uh, I said uh, before the before he even got elected, I said on the show, I said the two big gets. I remember talking about this are going to be the tape of him frolicking at the uh, Russian P room Mm -hmm. trademark Mm -hmm. and uh, his tax returns. Okay, his tax returns. Okay, and. A year ago, um, I, I, wrote the, I, I wrote this whole thing called Justin Cason and I said, from Julius Caesar to John Gotti, if there's one thing we should have learned by now, it's that empires are rarely built on loyalty, but rather tend to arise out of selfishness, grow through intimidation, survive by instilling fear, and in the end, almost always get destroyed by a treachery which arose out of selfishness. There's a wing in Lewisburg Federal Prison Nicknamed the Barnes wing because of all the people in there that uh, the Harlem heroine kingpin, Nicky Barnes dropped a dime on. And any day now I expect they'll begin constructing the Cone Kelly wing to accommodate one-time cohorts of the modern day, Mr. Untouchable. Nikki nice. Barnes mm-hmm. called Nikki, That was Nicky Barnes downfall. The, the irony here. He basically, while he was the heroine kingpin of Harlem. Okay. There was a cover story about him on the in the uh, New York Times Sunday Magazine. There was a picture of him on the cover mm-hmm. with the, and they called him Mister Untouchable. And a couple of years later, he was you know dropping mm-hmm. dime on all of his pals. All right, so Shep quit. Shep, my my first, the first thing that popped into my mind when when uh, I know. when mm-hmm. Shep Smith quit was a scene from Airplane with the dog. Chef, no, down, chef. Chef, no.
3: I thought it would have happened sooner. I didn't know why he was still on there and I think uh what's his name? Chris Wallace is uh Well, here's the thing. Is that his name? Is that the other guy? Yeah, Chris Wallace. There's a bunch of them. And that
2: yeah. th- that gets me into this, okay? Because and the thing is is that the, the day before Attorney General Barr had met with Rupert Murdoch, but that apparently I was watching some of the reports uh uh reliable sources and stuff like that, and he was saying that, that actually was not what precipitated that, that Shepard actually wanted to leave uh, for a couple of weeks and was finally given the okay mm-hmm. to do so because he signed a new contract in 2018, He's making $15 million a year. He's the lowest rated show on the Fox daytime mm-hmm. thing, okay? And uh, as his standard, uh, you know, standard operating procedure in his contract, there's a uh, non-compete clause. Mm-hmm. So if you quit or get fired or, ha- or no longer anything, you know, leave the job before the contract's over, okay, you're not allowed to do what mm-hmm. you're doing there someplace else that's like that. You can't go into another station, okay? He's not allowed to do that. My question is I wonder if it covers the Internet or just broadcast TV, okay? I wonder if there's if they delineate between him doing what he was doing, On television, on broadcast television, and doing the exact same thing like the New Turks. And Mm -hmm. I said, I think Shep's sudden skedaddle might actually lead in the very near future to a uh, conservative version of something like the New Turks. All of these people who just can't fucking. You got Shep. You got George Will. Chris Mm -hmm. Wallace. Here's here's a few more that I think would be good on there. Uh, Essie Cup. I? I? hate her. I love her. I hate her. I love her so I much. I hate her. I, she's, she is a tr- she's a faker.
3: She's a faker. She's a product. Yeah. She's a I'm, poser. I'm madly in love with her. A, she's my she's kind a of poser. blathering yes, idiot. Yes, I is. hate her. A few
2: other people. Uh, Brett Bear. Okay. Would, would go. Here's one. Mike Smirconish. Michael Smirconish. He would I be good know. for that. Howard Kurtz, the guy who does the media show. Mm. Paul Gigo, the guy who does uh, Wall Street Weekend Review. He'd be good for that. And also, here's the one, Juan Williams. How he wound up, you know, <laughs> you know, from the five. Another one that I, I caught just two seconds of before I split the house today on, on the five. Um, he used to write for Town Hall. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. But um, he was on Chris Wallace yesterday. And he's another candidate for this. But, uh, you know, and I'm not talking about a a station, they they don't want to have the Levens and the, the you know those those guys the, the complete whack models. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking about the more serious news people. I mean George Will, Shepard Smith, Juan Williams, Paul Jago, Chris Wallace, Michael Smerconish. These are pretty serious. You know, these are these are serious news people with reputations. Okay, throughout. The news industry of, you know, I disagree with them, but they play it down the center and then they 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 play the news down the center and then they offer their opinion once they've stated the facts, Mm -hmm. they give their opinion based on the facts. Right. Okay, that is a wide There's a there's a very big chasm in between that and, you know, eight to eleven o'clock at night. And 8 to 11 and 6 to 9 o'clock in the morning on Fox News, which is just in mm. fucking scene. I swear to God, it's the anti, you know, because I was telling you that that Fox now has that new uh, pay service, Fox Nation, with, you know, with the people who just aren't quite good enough, okay? They're certainly sycophantic enough,
4: mm-hmm.
2: okay? They'll fall in line. They just don't have what it takes to be on real TV. So now they got Fox Nation.
3: They got Fox Nation. It's a pay thing. I'm not ready for primetime. Not ready for Fox Nation. Yeah.
2: not yeah. So I'm figuring somebody needs to come up with a a thing where conservatives, real conservatives, okay, people who believe in small government, balancing the budget, sure. um, supporting the military without becoming entwined in foreign conflict after foreign conflict, and by supporting the military. I'm also. T- I'm talking about supporting the veterans. You fucking it asshole. Should, it should
3: begin Talk with. It should begin suckers. with that. It should begin with that. Yeah. Every conversation Brother. about the military, every discussion about the military budget should begin with what about the veterans?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've look. You yeah. know I've been saying that for years. The the uh the freedom you know riders.
3: What, you know what? Over at Rome, time, ancient Rome took care of their veterans. Yes. All right. I just, oh, God,
2: but I'm, 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 that's, that, I think somebody's going to finance that. Somebody is going to start that, and they are, you know, and I'm not talking about like a website where people, you know, can no. write their editorials. I'm talking about a, a, channel. A, a new Turks type of thing where they have, you know, somebody who is a, a general host and they have a series of other hosts and they have a regular rotating crop. Of serious newsmen who happen to have
3: because you you mentioned conservative opinions. I, I would like to hear people like uh, like like uh, Yuger have a a discussion about uh, the fiscal conservatism with a with a Chris Wallace or, to, or a Shepard I would
2: too, man. Yeah. Where is that? Where is what what happened to the no, old? Remember Hannity and Combs I, the way it used to be. I, I will, before Hannity fucking
3: you know there. There is a phenomenon. Spent
2: three years in the MK Ultra Here, program. Here's
3: why. Here's what's going on, and I have to explain this all the time. In uh, in radio terms, why there's so much right-wing radio, but but not any, if any, s- commercially successful yeah, left-wing the radio. Democracy
2: thing fucking went.
3: Air America and all that. It goes. Yeah, it, 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 it goes belly up, and I will tell I you why.
2: I think it went belly up because they named it after a
3: heroin-dealing operation from Vietnam. There are a lot of things wrong with it, and I, <laughs> and I will tell you why. Because you've got... Fact-based people versus tell me what I need to say to pretend that that didn't happen. People, okay? There's a difference now, between telling news and preaching to right. the choir. Someone, right? Someone who is a reality, obvious, fact-based person doesn't need people telling them that the sun rises in the east because it's clear to see. There's no need for me to listen to a radio show explaining that to me. Uh, I'm gonna go off about my business and do my laundry. Hey, 4 a.m. At the however, top now if it's If it's important to you to maintain that the sun rises in the west, then every day you have to tune in to all of these shows to understand so that Rush can explain to you how to maintain your position that the sun rises in the west. And that's and that's what the product is. Yeah, it's, it's the not, irony of the it's talking not, points it's, go it's, getting it's, sent out to the not, the not information. People. It's a daily it's serving of missing. Information and there is money in that. There's a daily serving of misinformation that these people tune into because they need to be told what to say. They don't have the ability to see the obvious and come to a logical conclusion. They need to be told what to say and what to repeat. And they maintain this fallacy that I'm against in the church that reality is a matter of who do you believe and who do you listen to. Reality is not a matter of that. Reality is about reality. Right. It's a, reality, right. reality is about what's obvious, yeah. not which radio show or what are you are you a liberal or a conservative that has nothing to do with the sunrise it rises over there and it has nothing to do with what kind of ism you pretend to believe in I agree. all right and so that's why you have that's why your 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 channel the the market for intelligent critical thinking like george carlin said in that thing there's no market for that there's no market for presenting that there's no market for teaching that See, there's I a think, market I think there's going to be i think that we are i think that in the very near future
2: Particularly Listen, after 2020, I think that that market for you, conservatives who want to express the sun rising in the east you know and I, then offer their opinion on how, what you, they think of the sunrise, you
3: know where I, not
2: where it rises, but their how I, they, they, I predict, they view it, whether or I, not they think it's beautiful or not, that's different.
3: I predict some of these people will wind up on NPR. Perhaps even Shad. I think he has. He would fit. God he would bless. Fit right in there. He would do. He would do a, a, a radio show on NPR, and I would listen to it. Okay. You know?
2: I miss. I miss B, uh, Buchanan. You know,
7: <laughs> yeah. Freddie the Beetle Barnes. What do you think? Yeah. Wrong. <laughs>
3: oh, I got a comedy bit for you that you'll uh, Yeah, allowed. I've seen the one
2: from Saturday Night Live? Yeah. No, no it's great. I've got no, that. i played I've got, that on no, the
9: show. No, I've but
3: I've got a parody of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, i played yeah. that. No, not, not the SNL one, but there's another oh, one. Oh, really? A, okay, we find to play L on for for the radio Because the I SNL one is it. fucking brilliant. Right. Right. With Fran- The Frank Yeah, where he keeps going off on Newt
2: Gingrich. like, so your campaign isn't a crapper on a scale of one to ten. Wrong. Wrong. Negative three. Ricky Dicky Barber. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Freddie the Beetle Barnes. Any event? I think that's enough for that. You know what? Ready to get back to some groove? I'm ready. All right, baby. It's the Killer Barbies on a Groovathon at SoFloRadio.com. It's a rainy
4: afternoon in two thousand. Big city. And geez, it's been 20 years.
7: Candy?
8: you have gotten by as long as you
4: have do not underestimate sparkly blue eyes and a little bit of street smarts
0: they go a long way in this city although i may have stretched my limits recently
8: yeah but who did you want to be i mean what was the actual plan i don't honestly know what to say i
0: imagined i'd figure it out as i went along for the most part i have i certainly have no regrets
7: that can't be true
3: day, baby.
2: You like that track?
3: It's a it's a warm up or cool down uh, song.
2: A yeah, little little extra speaker in the uh, studio here, man. Okay, that, that's pretty. Yeah, you got your headphones on. You don't hear it. What? It's a little louder than yeah, you. Yeah, it seems louder than you. Uh, cameo doing uh, candy from word up, nineteen eighty six. I'm I'm literally, you know, that was the candy set, obviously. But I'm this is the uh, first year that uh, you know now that I'm I'm in the house. Okay, Halloween. I have to, this is going to be the first year I'm going to actually have to, uh, deal with trick or treaters. I live, you know, yeah. I live in
3: a neighborhood with lots of kids. You just put a bowl out. You got a nice neighborhood. Just I put, do. A, put a bowl out next to a pumpkin, you know, light oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get a
2: little jack-o'-lantern dingy, and I'll, I'm going to, you know, I'll be there. Okay. Screw yeah. It that, that
3: reminds me. I better, uh, I don't know. Do something less to put I get some razor blades in and a few hours. Well, I'm three blocks from the homeless shelter, so I'm definitely going to have an age check on who comes trick or treating. Like, they need a costume
2: every year. I'll tell you, somebody it, it, it ends up making arounds, but somebody comes up with the most just fucked up costume for like them and their kid. It's like totally politically incorrect every year. When it was like the, the, uh, the, the dad was dressed up as a box of Marlboro and the kid was dressed up as a bottle of Jack Daniels or something. That was perfect. Before that, Dirty Honey, Roland Sevens. That is from their self-produced EP, Dirty Honey, came out this year. These guys are from L.A. I was just uh, telling you, this is like mm-hmm. you know the, the modern-day version of uh, Motley Crue. I think, first of all, the guy, who, the, whoever the lead singer is, he's definitely got a set of pipes. But straight-up rock, man. If you like just your basic rock and roll, there you go, man. Dirty Honey, Rolling Sevens. Before that, the Scottelites, When I Do Fall in Love. That is from uh, from Paris with Love. I didn't want to say the word from twice in a row, I guess. Uh came out in 2002. I got a lot of Scotlite stuff hanging around. Before that, another clip from Can You Ever Forgive Me. Before that, shout out to my man, uh, Palomine, Roger Hitz, who uh, posted this song. And I was like, hey, there's a good song for you. The B-52s, Give Me Back My Man from Wild Planet came out uh, not sometime when I was in high school, you know um uh, the vocals on that uh, cindy wilson um which ties into the song that kicked off the set Killer Barbie's doing candy from their album sin is in came out two thousand and three those cats from Spain and uh what's her name from uh, the b fifty two's uh Cindy Wilson she sings on the original version mm. of candy. Which was done by Iggy Pop, of course, uh, you know, and so that was the whole time. The thing is, this I can't play Iggy Pop on the show, okay? I, and this is one of those things. Ever since I saw a uh, commercial, it was for Cadillac, I'm pretty sure, and it's got <laughs> Iggy Pop and John Varvatos hopping out of like the brand new Caddy CTS, and. They're hopping out uh, right on the on the Bowery in uh, New York City, down on the Lower East Side. Okay, right in front of what was once CBGB's, but had since become uh, varvados's You know, the shoe designer slash seventy five dollar t shirt designer.
7: Mm-hmm. He
2: took over the space, and you know, there's there's Iggy Pop hopping out of the car, and yeah. Do I like a lot of his music? Sure, man. I mean, I'll I'll secretly, you know, in a closet somewhere, I'll still listen to "Be My Dog." Don't get me wrong; I'm going to listen to that because it's a great song. But I saw him like on uh, on uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, and basically, he looked to me like he he was morphing into an a, an unshirted version of, of uh, Brian Ferry, you mm-hmm. know, but without a desire to have like his home spread in Better Homes and Gardens, except I'm watching uh, Anthony Bourdain one time, and, you know, Bourdain, and, you know, we like Anthony Bourdain, but his sycophancy to people like Iggy Pop and whatnot because, you know, he was there and he did heroin. He was nothing. He's a fucking tourist when it comes to the Lower East Side. All his work that he did is great. I love it. I love Bourdain. I love the way that he used food to enlarge a conversation around the world. I think it's brilliant. Nobody, Mm. I don't think anybody's ever going to be able to do it better than he did. But that kind of thing just frosted my cookies. So time to take care of the people who take care of me. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, nine, five, four, two, four, seven, nine, three, six, two, any make, any model, bumper to bumper, Dave, the entire A S E certified crew, will make you a arrive Barrett Jackson worthy. The opening of the show. The car was being auctioned up. You know, the the cover I, I of course I watched the live coverage on the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I love, you know, Steve Mignon, Rick De Brule, these guys that uh, do the uh that do all the play by play for each car. These guys are incredible. They tell you all the really cool stuff. There was some there's some great lines. I actually wrote down a bunch of great lines. But at the very end, they the television coverage stopped, and they still had about maybe 15, 20 cars left. So I'm watching it, and some of the lines from the auctioners, you know, the guys who are the auctioneers, are hilarious. They're like, all right, there's right, no, we're not on TV anymore, so you can stop doing it. <laughs> oh, there's guys. Over. And there, there were cars. There was some guy, I guess, who got rid of all of his, uh, I guess it were uh, SL. Mercedes SL Convertible mm-hmm. 500, the SL uh, 450, 500, 550s, uh, 2003 to about 2007, eight, nine. He had a slew of them. And there was one that went for like nine grand. And I was thinking to myself, it was like a 2006. It went for nine grand. And you could buy it for nine grand, put another, what, 10 into it. And you have a $20,000 dollar Incredible! The, the the deals were great. I couldn't believe it. So you know, I'm obsessed with that shit. As as I'm sure you know, I I emailed, like I'm texting Dave. I just kept sending him mm. as I as I would see like these Chevelles, you know, the the 1970 Chevelle SS. Oh, my God, so stroke material for me. I support Wood watching watching Barry Jackson. Yeah, enough about that. Uh, <laughs> Precision Auto Works. Very easy. To get to 60 seconds off of I 95, all right? Mm-hmm. You go west on Atlantic. You take the first left turn on Andrews. You take the first right turn on the third street. It's right there. By the way, uh, spotted the really cool logo on the page yes, now. Yes,
3: uh, thank you, Angel.
2: Yeah, yeah, thank you, Angel. Angel Espina, right? C. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. The logo is there. You click on that. Of course, you can go, as I said, to the SoFlowRadio.com homepage. Click on the box on the top row that says Tony Sees. SoFo Groovathon takes you right to my page. You're going to see a link for Precision Auto Works in a very nice design. So that's cool. You can't miss it. You really can't. Right at the top of the page. Yeah. Well, it's not quite the top of the page because just above that, you're going to see a link to our SoundCloud page. Thank you, Angel. Right. We do. We have an angel, baby. Yes, we do. We have an angel. You go to the SoundCloud page and every show that we have ever done. Is available to be listened to or downloaded. I'm sorry, how much? Yeah, for free. That's right, because you can't put a price on Groove. Li- I yet. thought we'd like to. Yeah, yeah. At least not yet. When we figure out how to monetize this, you know.
3: Yeah, then we'll have money. Yeah, I guess so.
2: <laughs> but for the moment, the Groove, we we it's a labor it's of free. love.
3: It's paid for by Dave. There you go, man.
2: Absolutely. And if you go to the page, you keep scrolling down, you're going to see every song that we've ever played on every single show. It's all listed right there. 954-247-9362. Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. It's the place where people who love their cars take oh. their cars. Yeah, man, a little bit of hang time there. Of course, you know what that means. Time for the drive groove. And this time around, I kind of shrugged off the shredders. Okay? Because I've been putting them throughout the show. I had the UFO. I had the the Steve Morse with the Diona stuff. And uh, I had the Frank Marino. So I've been... Okay. But that doesn't mean there is any loss of groove-fueled horsepower in the drive groove. We're going to pop the clutch with Brass Against the Machine on dot (laughs) SoFloRadio.com
0: Talking about my generation when we couldn't get around Talking about my generation yeah, All those things are old for one Talking about my generation
4: Up and down, forget all Talking about my, my generation My generation, baby My generation, my generation, baby and you'll
9: fade away
4: Talking about my generation
9: I don't
0: care what you can say
9: Talking
0: about my generation That's what it calls, a big sensation Talking
9: about my generation Talking about my generation Talking about my generation my generation Talking about 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 my generation
0: i to cause a big, oh, big sensation.
9: Big sensation. <laughs> about my generation.
4: <laughs>
2: psychedelically wild version of that song ever done ginger baker's air force and of course the cream song sunshine of your love ginger baker passed away
3: yes Um, you know he did
2: he'd been ill for a while there's a uh documentary uh, about him uh you know i can't remember what it's called i've got it somewhere actually but it's really wild he is he's out there he is absolutely out there that is from the uh the live album they released two versions of it. There's live volume one, which is the original version that came out in uh, in the UK. And then they released live volume two. And this was the release that they put out in places like Germany and France. I believe New Zealand and stuff like that. And this song, Sunshine of Your Love, was not on the original. It was on volume two. Okay. So we go in quest there. Before that, yeah, I, you know you got to stick at least one shredder in the drive group. Jimmy Page doing White Summer. That is a live version from the Julie Felix show, also in 1970. So both of these are from 1970. Uh, the song originally was, it was actually never on a uh, Zeppelin album. It was, uh, I think it was originally a Yardbirds tune. And it was like one of those things where uh, he would do it live. Like, it was on the last Yardbirds album, I think.
7: Mm-hmm. That
2: was it. And he used, that was, I remember the all the conversation back when I was a kid, you know, with all the guitar freaks and stuff, because he used an original Dan Electro from, like, 1961, you know, a model, uh, hang on, uh, the Dan Electro 3021. Um, but in this version, he is playing a Gibson six-string acoustic, because I took a look at the video and slowed it down so I could get a quick look at that. So, you know, and they released, White Summer then was, like, with, uh, they, you know, it was on. They, he would add it to another song when Zeppelin would play live. He, it, it was in a few of their, uh few of their tours. He did it before that. I talked about this on the uh, on the last show. I said that I had the uh, the Tom, you know, the, the the three great singers, you know. On the mm-hmm. last show, I had uh, Chris Cornell and then I had uh, Paul Rogers. And I said the third one was Tom Jones. Yeah, Tom Jones with uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young from the Tom Jones show. And this is a uh, long time gone. This is from nineteen sixty nine. And there's kind of a, a backstory to this because uh, I guess a couple of years before this, uh, Neil Young literally quit Buffalo Springfield the night before they were booked to play on a Johnny Carson show. Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, I thought it was belittling what the Buffalo Springfield was doing. The audience wouldn't have understood us. We'd have just been a fucking curiosity to them well, later on. Okay, he, you know, they said he decided to become a team player. And I'll tell you, Tom Jones, you know, he's great. He sings this song, Dan, fucking-tastically. And uh, he said, uh, uh, he said uh, the show, Neil Young said uh, later on, he said the the show was very highly rated and it sold a lot of, of records. But in retrospect, it was embarrassing. Okay. So the Tom Jones show, what possessed you? And uh, the guy, uh, there's a guy, uh, Jimmy McDonough. Uh, He wrote uh, Neil Young's biography. Young's uh, manager, Elliot Roberts, recounted that uh, Neil Young ripped me about it. He said he ripped me about it for a very, very long time, years. He just wouldn't let me forget it. Tom Jones. uh, I think it is a fantastic version. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Before that, stumbled across this doing six degrees of YouTube. band called The Big push doing uh the cover of the who's my generation so uh, three guys out of brighton england you know Mm -hmm. right on the seaside man and they got a bunch of videos out on youtube uh so i spotted like three or four of them and -hmm. they covered they're they're all covers and they're all pretty fucking good and i snagged this one i was like hey man that's pretty good kicking off the set brass against the machine. Wake up. I've played stuff from this album a couple years ago. It is fantastic. The whole album, Brass Against the Machine. It is just so well done. And the chick who does the vocals on this, her name is Sophia Eurista. Holy fuckballs, man. I mean, Zach DeLaRocca, you know, take a seat, pal. Watch how it's done. Because, mm-hmm. wow. Seriously, every time I hear that, I am, I am more and more amazed at how good a version she does. So, there you go, bro. Ninety six yeah. in the books. If I do say so myself, another sterling testament to our never ending quest for the highest quality a genre entertainment. <laughs> Span You know, I was looking ahead, and um, it's possible that things could time out. So that if we are fortunate enough to do four more shows mm-hmm. um, for the end of this year, our one hundredth Groovathon could wind up being uh, our uh, annual year-ending Nothing But Groove and Gratitude show. Wow. Wouldn't that that would be – I that's what I'm shooting for. I think now, right. you know, four more shows, 7, 8, nine, and, you know, because there's a bunch of holidays in there, so we're going to have our traditional holiday gaps. You know, I'm probably going to – there's a at least a 50% chance I head up north for Thanksgiving. Okay, I okay. want to do that. You know, I like to get up there. I wanted. I was going to go up on uh, at the end of this month. Um, see, the cramps are playing on like Wednesday the thirtieth, and then on Halloween night, which happens to be my friend Roger's birthday, mm-hmm. is the last, uh, the last performance by Tammy Faye Starlight down at Pangia doing um, uh, her uh, Marianne Faithful show, which is getting great reviews. Every Thursday, I think there's, uh, what do we got? Uh, we got this week in the 19th, uh, I, she's got like three more performances, I think. This week, it's on Thursday. So this Thursday, the following Thursday, and then the 31st mm-hmm. of October is the final performance. So if you're in New York, you absolutely want to get to that. So looking forward to going home. I got a text from my man, uh, Drew, better known as Chef Bad Boy. He's now, he moved back to, uh, Pompano Beach he's now living a couple blocks away from me boy can cook and he sent me a little text saying come over hungry I made fresh bolognese I mean that's come on you know and he's a rocker he's he's a rock and roll guy that's you know I'm not even going to talk about this politics but he is a rock and roll he's serious about his rock and roll you know so we're going to come back uh, what two weeks two weeks yeah Yeah, we're going to come back two weeks Trying to do the exact same thing again, just a little, a little teeny bit
7: better. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: That much. That much. Going to get you out of here, though. We we decided that it was, you know, a little blondie. Yeah, sure. A little blondie to get you out of here. I don't know. I I was trying to think of what to write about it, you know, because of the song itself, you know. Here you go, mister. Here you go, Pompeo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Keep, talk about, talk about ah, hanging,
3: baby Phony Christian Amen.
2: As always, though, for myself And Graham's master, Flashloss George, George Rod Riguez, mi compadre See. Si. There it is It is aloha and peace Good night, Mom
5: I'm in the fumbles, it's a one across the hall
4: If you don't answer, I'll just bring it off the wall I know he's there, but I just try to call So give me a in
7: SoFlowRadio.com.